But yeah, to get down into it, uh, uh, what, how would you describe Bitcoin to someone who has never heard of it or who doesn't even understand it? Okay. Well, Bitcoin essentially is a trading mechanism. Um, so the purpose for it is to be a currency. Um, so people can um, use it to trade and exchange it for uh, goods and services or even other currencies. Mm. Um, the, the crux behind Bitcoin, though, is that it doesn't require a third party, so there doesn't need to be a trusted bank or financial institution um, that uh, controls the, the currency, um, like you have with fiat currencies. So, like, we, we have the... Um, reserve bank in South Africa that's in charge of the rand and how many rands get printed. Um, it controls the value of the currency based on you know various laws and, and governance structures in South Africa. But Bitcoin is completely self-governed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. So it makes it different from um, e-bucks and uh, blue beans and all these these other electronic currencies because they're all controlled by banks that issue them, mm. while Bitcoin is controlled by no one. Right, right, right. So you just said it's basically a store of value that no one has control over. Uh, so now, uh, when, when I was introducing my friends to it, one of the things they would say is, where do I go if I lose my Bitcoin? Because there's no uh, reserve bank to say, yo, I got scammed, this was fake money. So how does someone know that, yo, I'm getting the real uh, Bitcoin and no one is ripping me off? So that is something to really look out for. And um, a friend of mine used to tell me that um, not everyone in crypto is a crook, but all crooks are in crypto. So... Um, a lot of scams on the market and one really has to be careful and the hard truth is that if you lose your Bitcoin or you lose your private key which is um, basically the key you use to it's your wallet mm-hmm. to unlock if you lose that you lose your money mm-hmm. and it's gone no one can recover it um, there's no central authority that can help you um, once you've lost it you, you literally lost your money mm-hmm. um, same goes for if you accidentally transfer it to the wrong person sorry no one can help you um so be very careful um, who you trade with, uh, what wallet you use, mm-hmm. uh, where you go to. Don't just click on all the scams and send Bitcoin everywhere. You know, dangerous stuff. <laughs> uh, right. So then let's say yeah, someone is listening now and they're like, okay, this sounds interesting. This is the risk I'm willing to take. How would that person then go from not having Bitcoin or Bitcoin wallet to then having their first fraction of a Bitcoin? Yeah, so good thing you mentioned the fraction of a Bitcoin because I don't think a lot of people can afford 79,000 Rand at the mm-hmm. moment to buy a Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you can buy any fraction, you can buy one Rand's worth of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, in South Africa, the best place to go for now is uh, Luno, yeah. uh, L-U-N-O. So they're uh, approved financial services provided in South Africa, so they, they're properly governed, um, like most banks in South Africa. Uh, but what they allow you to do is to change your rands for bitcoins. So um, but it's basically the interface um, from the fiat currency to the blockchain, mm-hmm. um, where the bitcoin is stored. 
the process is fairly simple. They explain everything um, on the website, but you, you basically download the app, and then there's various steps of verification, similar to Fika and what all the other banks do. Mm-hmm. And um, then you can transfer money to Luna. So you, like you would send rands to an account um, in another bank, you send your rands to your Luna account. Um, once it arrives there, you can use it to buy Bitcoin directly. And um, uh, once you've bought the Bitcoin, um, um, it's yours. Um, you can then transfer it to another wallet if you, if you don't like the Luna wallet or go to other exchanges in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's basically the step into the um, worldwide Bitcoin blockchain. So then now, uh, uh, I remember you once saying the, there are other currencies in case you people you don't don't know this bitcoin is not the only one bitcoin is like the godfather and uh, the superstar of cryptocurrencies but then they were knockoffs uh, should we call them knockoffs or should we just call them forks <laughs> i think the, the correct term is altcoins oh okay so uh, uh, there, there are a lot of alternative coins out there and they've got different purposes and different features mm. And depending on what you want to do with them, and they can provide you with uh, you know, different kinds of flexibility. Mm-hmm. So there are many coins uh, similar to Bitcoin, um, like um, Zcash or Litecoin, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same as Bitcoin, but then slightly different. So Zcash, for example, offers you more privacy, um, where it um, hides the person that does a transaction. Uh, more so than the Bitcoin blockchain does. Mm-hmm. Um, Litecoin, for example, promises faster transactions, um, and there's a literally a lighter implementation of the, of the Bitcoin protocol. Um, and then there are significant different currencies um, like the Ethereum um, protocol, and um, that is run by uh, the currency is called Ether um, or ETH, is a symbol that uh, fuels the, the network. But what makes a difference is it's got a concept of smart contracts that it, that it runs on there. Mm-hmm. And a smart contract is basically uh, an agreement that you're writing in code um, on the blockchain um, that guarantees um, execution based on certain conditions. Um, you, so uh, an example in the real world of that would be um, for example, insurance companies, and I know in Europe there's actually uh, an insurance company that, that's running this as a trial. Um, instead of having, um, well, they have manual contracts as well, um, but instead of having assessors go out to farms, this is in the agriculture space, and they have smart contracts um, and arrangements with the farmers, they, they pay X amount, and then based on um, the weather, so literally if there's uh, more than um, X amount of rain in a certain month, it's declared a disaster and the contract pays out automatically. Mm-hmm. Or if it's had, there's no rain for a certain period, that, that is considered drought and the contract pays out automatically. Mm-hmm. So you can see that it can save certain uh, you know, time and money in, no. in that area, but yeah. no need for necessity to go out. Imagine if car insurance has had smart contracts and no fine print. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, diff- different um, cryptocurrencies out there with different features. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you want to do? Alright, so altcoins now, uh, alt is alternative, right? 
That's right. Yeah. So uh, I see a lot is happening in the space of alternative coins and the weirdest thing is that uh, they are creating, what's the word for it? They're saying they improve in Bitcoin scalability-wise or security-wise or whatever. So we had Bitcoin Cash earlier in the year, which was a hard fork of uh, the Bitcoin blockchain. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, some people benefited from that because if you had uh, whatever amount of Bitcoin, you had the same amount of Bitcoin Cash when the hard fork happened. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, we expecting two more hard forks in the next four weeks or the next six weeks. The October 25th is what Bitcoin Gold, and then the next October is 2x, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's. Uh, I'm not sure about the date. That's uh, early uh, December or late November. No, November. November. Yeah. Right. So now uh, there's a lot of discussion now as what is the real Bitcoin now, because now a lot of people are saying. The true vision of Bitcoin was Bitcoin gold. Uh, the true vision of Bitcoin is uh, Bitcoin uh, 2x whatever. So now, uh, new people then coming into the Bitcoin space and getting confused by these new names. What should they do? Should they wait for the fork to happen, see which one survives and go for that? Or should they come in now while everything is kind of stable? And, um, yeah, so I think maybe just a little bit background on, on why these things happen. Um, so, uh, as you mentioned, a fork is, is literally a fork of, of a blockchain. So, um, it's different from the alternative coins in, in that the alternative coins get com- created completely separately. Mm-hmm. Um, but a fork happens because um, the users of the blockchain don't agree on certain changes that's being made to the blockchain. Yeah. So if half of them wants this upgrade and the other half do not want the upgrade, then the blockchain goes to separate space. And what basically happens is the the new guys literally copy the blockchain mm-hmm. and, and go on with the, the new and the old ones um, keep on supporting the old network. So um, the network basically splits in two. And this happens every time when you can't get people to agree. So the decentralized nature of blockchains, uh, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, because it's not controlled by one party, um, different groups of miners and um, organizations uh, just go in different directions and you get this split happening. So yes, uh, Bitcoin is uh, up for a few splits and it has split just before and creates a lot of chaos. Um, I, my, my advice in, in, in this scenario is to um, just look at what the, the markets do. Um, don't trade when a split has happened. So don't try to buy something or send something anywhere, um, you know, right before or after um, the blockchain has forked, um, just to make sure that everything um, stabilizes and, um, you know, the support goes where you you think it's going to go. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no real danger um, with, with your Bitcoins. So if you bought Bitcoins now, the blockchain forks, so it's not going to go anywhere. Um, so let's say the Bitcoin gold fork happens and it's very popular. Um, all that's going to happen is that you're going to get as much Bitcoin gold as you had Bitcoin before. And so it splits off. And if Bitcoin gold is m- more supported than um, Bitcoin core, then you'll just have your Bitcoin gold become more valuable. Mm-hmm. And your Bitcoin 
when core coins will become less valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just ordinary supply and demand dynamics that'll, that'll drive the value of the coin. Yeah. And this happens every time the coin splits. So the same thing happened with Bitcoin Cash. Um, you know, they they said it was going to be the better thing, but the market determined that they'd like to stick with Bitcoin Core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about it's, it's more than ten times Bitcoin Cash at the moment. The way life goes, you say something is going to happen and then the people will say, okay, we believe you, man. So yeah, guys, uh, I think that was when the crash course on Bitcoin and everything around it. So now we're just going to cut it off and start talking about the blockchain. So we're going to create a hard fork of this conversation. So we'll come back next week and listen again. Okay, cheers. <clears throat> Which one is the button to make Next it time on Dragon Ball Z. Swap these around or something. I've tried uh, at some point in my life and then I gave up. <laughs> but yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the What Does It Take podcast. Yeah, I really should have worked on an intro some time ago so that each episode has something special. But now I have to start them off the same way. And today we have a special guest, one of the colleagues I work with, uh, and we are talking about Bitcoin and the blockchain. Uh, uh, the name of the guest is Peter Bota. Hey everyone, uh-huh. hey Keiji, thanks for being here. Yeah man, uh, thanks for coming through. So yeah, we're talking Bitcoin and the blockchain, uh, 